ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up in the middle. Got Parker's it. got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit, hit, hit in. Gregory, touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the miss. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. Here on ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, her on 96.5 FM, her wherever you are, whatever you are doing. On the ESPN app, another beautiful day to get outside, be on the app, get some vitamin D, enjoy yourself, walk the dog, Dog's been sitting by the door all day saying, come on, let's go. You want to go outside? Hey, puppy, you want to go outside? Go outside? Hope you're having a terrific Wednesday, everybody. Uh, Let's get into this thing, shall we? Let's get over that hump together here as we are just one day away from the start of the Masters. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, just one day away from whispering and birds and Jim Nance and just all the things that in a lot of other circumstances in life would probably just annoy the hell out of me, honestly. But there's just something about... Hello, friends. You have your pimento cheese sandwich. We're ready. We're a day away from Tiger Woods teeing off 1034 tomorrow. I had to share this because this is... This is uh, just something the Masters would do, okay? So I had to... Here, let me turn this off, and, and we'll reset it. Um, just give me a second to pull this up. So today, I had to reset my uh, password on the Masters website, okay? So I can apply for tickets for the Masters, only to be rejected as I am every year coming up. So uh, even the password reset, just listen to this. So this is the email you get when you've got to reset your password at masters.org. Thank you for contacting the Masters Tournament. This auto-reply message is to let you know that we have received a request to reset your masters.com password. We invite you to click here to reset your password now. Regards, Augusta National Golf I mean, even the email reset passwords. We invite you to click here to reset your password. The 
This is the Masters. I'm going to eat up every darn second. I just, let's go. Par three contest today. They're skipping golf balls across the pond. and I'm just eating up every darn second. Let's go, baby. But before we get there, we got some things to take care of on the show today. Two great guests joining us. Uh, the great Jared Diamond right here in this hour. Wall Street Journal, Syracuse alum. One of the best baseball writers out there. Hey, baseball. Now, they already delayed Yankees and Red Sox. The Friday, because I know weather precision is and forecasting is a lot better these days, but we already know that's going to get rained out. Like, okay, it's opening day. Can't we, like, wait until a couple hours before the game or maybe you get closer to first pitch, but you're sure about this? But anyway, uh, that's already been pushed back. Was it worth it? The lockout, all the preseason baseball questions that become in-season baseball questions answered by the man on the scene, Jared Diamond from the Wall Street Journal, will join us. 505, the great Matt Perino. It's time. for. The- and I hit the wrong button. No, it's not time for the blind side. The bills hey, make me There we shout. go. That's the one we Ladies and gentlemen, Come on now, the, the Buffalo Bills are not building for a Super Bowl. Come on and shout. Add an S to that. It's plural, folks. They are putting a team together to take a shot at Super Bowls. Multiple Super Bowls. And before you make that joke, I'll make it for you. Hopefully not four in a row. The great Matt Perino will join us to talk about Stephon Diggs' contract extension. The draft is approaching, and uh, he just got back from Disney which can be a traumatic experience for those for the first time, particularly with small children. So hopefully Matt's okay. I mean, he agreed to come on the show. So I think he's doing all right. Uh, speaking of, yes, Augusta. Yes, hello. going to bring Josh in later. Who Josh is like Mr. Golf Bets. He's all, like, he's betting on, like, random tournaments. You go out in the bullpen there on, like, a Thursday or Friday of just some random tournament and he's like obsessed because he's got some wagers on it so we're going to get you some masters bets Brian Burr helped us out with that yesterday and Josh and I will lock down some bets before things tee off at Augusta tomorrow ah uh, there's Jack Nichols on the tee once again traditional send off thank you for contact masters.org to reset your email password. We invite you to click here. It's the little things in life that amuse me. Blindside hot takes, uh, including uh, did the Lakers, just by being officially eliminated from the postseason, lock in the worst single season in NBA history? It could be that simple, folks. We will get to that. But basketball on our minds here, as Syracuse kind of puts – some of the final pieces together of what next year's roster is going to look like. You know, at this time last year, it was fast and furious. Transfers out, transfers in. Kadari Richmond out. A couple other players out. Robert Braswell, Woody Newton. People flying out the door a little more down the road. Quincy Garrier. And that was a lot of bodies you had to replace. You had to lean on the portal heavily. Syracuse does not have to lean on the portal as heavily as they did a year ago for obvious reasons because they've got a top 15 recruiting class coming in. 
And look, for those that want to immediately point out, I'd be the first to tell you that recruiting rankings certainly get bumped up by volume, by quantity. If you have four, five, six players in a class, it's going to bump it up. But you got to have some good ones in there, too, to fall in a top 10, top 15 ranking. And Syracuse is going to have a lot of freshmen coming in, in the mix. There is a spot open in the portal, and Syracuse is going to get a visit tomorrow from Quincy Ballard, who is a Syracuse native, who Syracuse recruited strongly a couple years ago, and fits an immediate need for this team. It just makes too much sense. Much like Samir Torrance coming home, much like Cole Swider coming to a place he was heavily recruited and is familiar with, and even uh, Jimmy Beheim, who held off for so long playing at Syracuse because he had other ideas, but... You know, the, the the Cosmos had other ideas. It's like, no, you're just going to one way or the other. And it took a global pandemic and all the weird things that happened as a result of that to get Jimmy Beheim to play at Syracuse. But it just felt in the cards one way or the other. So all three players Syracuse brings in through the portal were familiar, were comfortable, had history, were recruited, or in some cases are from here. Quincy Ballard fits both of those roles. Now, I'm not trying to tell him what to do. But if you're transferring out, like the initial thought was go to Florida State, look at the opportunities. Florida State stocks seven-foot players unlike almost any program in the country. I mean, at any given time, Leonard Hamilton's got four or five of them on the roster. It's incredible. But it really fills a need here. Now, if he wants to be a starting center, this is not the place for you because Jesse Edwards has a clear grapple hold on that position. But Jesse Edwards will inevitably get into foul trouble. You need rotation at that position. You need depth. And he could be a part of something, and he could be home, right? That's a strong pitch for Syracuse, and I would anticipate that they could lock that in with an official visit tomorrow, though you know, Quincy Ballard is certainly familiar with uh, you know, where to eat and what to do in central New York. It's all about the role of what you could provide for this team, right? The freshman class coming in, rounded out by a Judah Mintz late in the process, right? So if you don't get Ballard, you got to go into the portal – find that position. There's one scholarship open. The adjustment without Cole Swider. Alan Griffin was on today on the Devo and Chris Joseph show, which you can watch on QSportsTalk.com Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays at 10 a.m. And I thought he had a couple of interesting things to say about next year's team and on Cole Swider and Buddy Beheim's NBA prospects. So let's start with next year and what he said about the players that you know. Joe, Jesse, Benny, I hesitate to say the word veteran in some cases because, you know, Benny to me almost doesn't qualify as a veteran. He didn't he didn't play enough, but certainly a familiar name returning. Here's what he said about how their roles kind of expanded in next year. You got Jesse Edwards, who, you know, before he went down, he was averaging, you know, around 12 and 7 and 2.5 and blocks. So you hope that that increase a little bit. Jess will be a big part of our plans next year. Then, you know, you got Benny Williams, who, you know, we saw snippets of him, and he and he has to kind of step up and be better in all facets of the game, and, and which he's working towards, and, I, and he definitely will. 
And, you know, Joe has been waiting for this opportunity since he was in high school. You know what I mean? I think he's going to flourish in the role that he's going to be put in next year because, again, that's who he was in high school. And I think it's going to feel a lot, you know, a little bit familiar to that type of a situation. And uh, and uh, it's going to give him the freedom to just go out there and just, you know, be who he is. And uh, he'll do fine and, and be in a, in a great spot. So that's Alan Griffin, Syracuse assistant coach, on familiar names coming in. Here's Griffin on uh, the freshmen that come in for this team. They all are a little underrated coming out of high school, which is a good thing because they all hungry to prove everybody wrong, which it'll be a great practice environment for sure because guys are going to go after each other. And we'll see what comes out of it. I don't know what Judah Mintz would fit that category as underrated top 35 player, top 10 player at his position, but most of the class... Chris Bunch is a top 100 player. Justin Taylor, you know, is a notable presence there. But, you know, Peter Carey and a couple other names in that class, they are somewhat off the radar screen. So there is Griffin on the mix of veterans and young players coming in. Now, let me just switch gears a little bit, but it relates to this team and the hole you have to fill now that we know that Cole Swider is moving on. I mean, the natural guy there, if he can make a quick transition, is Justin Taylor. But we don't know. We just don't know with freshmen. Here's what Griffin said about both Buddy and Cole and their NBA chances. And then I'm going to tell you what an NBA scout told me today about Cole Swider specifically. But let's listen in to, to Griff because he's got great insight on these things, starting with Buddy. Buddy definitely have that opportunity to make an roster and, and stick in because he has something that the NBA, they, they love, and, and that's shooting, his ability to shoot at 6-7. The greatest thing about Buddy, I tell this story all the time when I talk about Buddy, is he was around when I, got, when I came back, and Buddy was in high school, and Buddy was the first guy I seen in the gym regardless if it's the weight room or the gym shooting on the gun or working out with you. And Buddy was the last dude to leave the gym. And obviously that paid off for him big time because he positioned himself to, you know, being a uh, NBA type player. So um, he, he will definitely be on somebody's roster when next season starts. I have all the confidence in the world. And I've talked to a couple of guys who, who already said that he definitely have a legitimate chance to be in with a team next year. I completely agree with that. Buddy just strikes me as a guy who I don't think will get drafted. But one team falls in love with him, goes to the summer league, lights it up, and just finds himself on a roster because he can shoot. Do I think he'll be consistently on a roster? No. Do I think he could play in the G League? Absolutely. Here's Alan Griffin now on Cole, who, of course, just... Uh, now, he has hired an agent that used to absolve you of any eligibility. You can still come back as long, I believe, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong here, but... I don't think you can earn any money. Like, you can have an agent as a consultant, but once you start making deals and, you know, things even in the NIL era, your eligibility's up anyway. But Cole seems to be all in on pursuing a pro career. Here's what Alan Griffin said about that. Cole is the uh, interesting one because um, to go down in Chapel Hill and, you know, damn near get 40, is going to get somebody interested. And, again, him at 6'8", 6'9", with his ability to shoot the ball is one of those things. You know, you just don't – all you need is for one team to like you. You know what I mean? You just need one team to believe in you. Cole have a shot at making somebody's G League team, and, and hopefully he does well there where it'll translate his ability to knock down shots and, 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 and put him in somebody's camp. And, you know, you never know one day.
Now, here's what the scout who knows, a familiar uh, character on the program, for those of you that listen for a while, told me about this about Cole now. Swider certainly helped himself the second half of the season with his play. His shooting percentage on three-point and free throws are extraordinary, and a lot of teams look at those numbers as how good a shooter someone will be in the league. On the downside is his lack of athleticism. Those numbers have been consistently poor throughout his career, so to sum it up, I doubt he gets drafted but he should be able to hook on with a team in the Summer League and then probably G League. The comparison is Duncan Robinson. Their analytical numbers in college are almost identical in every category. I don't think he's mobile enough to play in the NBA long term. His shooting at the Combine will be key to boost his profile, which you got to get that invite to the Combine, which I believe Buddy and Cole will. I think they'll, they'll end up there at the NBA Combine in Chicago. So that's what you're replacing. A lot of shooters and a lot of scorers with a team that Jim Beheim doesn't play young guys. He has to play young guys next year. You don't have a choice. He said it himself. They're playing three or four freshmen. It's just what does that mix end up being? You got to play that man-to-man defense. They have to play man-to-man next year. Like, they have to. This is just not a team that can, between now and the start of the season, come out and and be comfortable in his own defense. He's just too young, and Jim has admitted that as well. We'll see what the percentage is, what the mix is. They're not going to completely abandon ship on it by any uh, stretch of the imagination, right? But, but they are going to play some man-to-man, it appears. couple of final pieces to put into place. They're not in scramble mode. Last year, they were in scramble mode. They had a number of players bolt. This year, they can be more controlled and measured and targeted. Who they get out of the portal, if you get somebody that can come in, there's something to being familiar with Syracuse, with the program, the comfort level, the coaches that recruited you before as opposed to bringing in somebody cold and hoping that they mix. If anything, Cole is the ultimate example of just the world we're in today. It's not one and done in the traditional sense of freshmen, goes to the NBA, the new one and done are players you borrow for a year or two out of the portal, especially the ones that are later in their careers, and then move on. In Cole's case, to pursue a pro career or in others because they used up their eligibility. One way or the other, what we are seeing take shape is, to me, going to be one of the more different approaches for Syracuse basketball I think we've seen in a long time. I don't even know what the the reference point would be. Pre-zone would probably be the first reference point that comes to mind, but it could be even longer than that. Well, let us break on that note. We will come back, and we're going to change gears and talk some baseball because opening days, if they don't get rained out, which some already have, including Yankees, Red Sox, tomorrow, push back to Friday, happening around baseball, and all the questions answered for you on the start of the 2022 Major League Baseball season, which up until, you know, what, a month ago or so, we didn't even know was going to happen. But it is, and it's ready to rock. Golf bets later. Matt Perino joins us later. Hot takes, the blind side, and all the usual hijinks and tomfoolery you would expect from this program. Uh, Jordan is requesting that I give his little, uh, the show on the little feed a plug If you want to hear Alan Griffin's full appearance on the Devo show from this morning, you can watch it back on sportstalk.com. There you go, Jordan. There's your plug. It's a great show. I don't, I'm happy to plug that show. It's great stuff. Jordan is very happy 
outside the door. For those of you watching on QSportsTalk.com, where you can watch the show, chat throughout the show, and be a part of the show, and we appreciate that. Uh, before we take that break and talk some baseball, uh, let us uh, see how the markets did on this Wednesday. And, um, boys, who we got today? It's uh, coming up on my screen as we speak here. Oh, the drama. The drama. Uh, it's Lee today? All right, let's do this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, the sign on the door says Lee Baldwin and Company, and it's Lee Baldwin on the line to give us that stock market update for this Wednesday. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Brett. My guys are watching the uh, Par 3 tournament right now, so you got me. There you the, go. Uh, well, we're going to drag yeah. you away from that to give to give a stock market <laughs> update, too, I bet, right? And, and it's nice to have Tiger back. That, that What's going to happen diamond. tomorrow, Lee? Like, now it's after hours, 10.34 tea time tomorrow. The market's right. still going, baby, so someone's got to watch the shop. Make your financial decisions by 1025. I love it. Well, uh, the market uh, was down today. The second session in a row, stocks were down. So the uh, NASDAQ led us again down 2.2%. But I'm going to give a diamond out to Costco. Uh, that stock is flirting with all-time highs, and they now have over 63 million memberships. And the dog goes to Dave and Buster's. They're falling hard on the news. They will be buying the main event, and that took the stock down. So, And the main event is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. There you go. A lot of information there, yeah. So, Well, that's what we expect from you, Lee. We expect next-level <laughs> information, and you always bring it, my friend. So, thank you, sir. So, Appreciate all it. All right. I'll save my – uh, I had a stock uh, question, but I'll save it for next week when the Masters isn't on, so you guys can focus on it. <laughs> okay. Thank all you, right. sir. Appreciate it. You got it. We're yep, kidding, right. of course. They'll take you any time there at Lee Baldwin and Company. Ladies and gentlemen, LeeBaldwin.com. Or stop in the office and uh, watch golf and have a cup of coffee and – In the process, figure out the diamonds and none of the dogs on your portfolio. Jared Diamond joins us next. Talk some baseball. Stay right there. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. Great to have you here on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Sorry, Josh and I are just recovering from a Jordan bomb as he walked out of the studio, which I will share with our friends on the radio. Our friends on QSportsTalk.com. Really yeah, he just said that. So I asked Jordan, I said, look, go get me some, some truck names because... We're going to be giving away a little little tease for our friends listening out there. At some point in the next half hour before the show's over, we got another pair of tickets to Monster Jam to give away. So I said, hey, look, go give me some names of some trucks so when I give away the tickets, I can do the voice. And he walks out of the studio and he, and he says, truck Showalter? Question mark? I just see. Hey, Truck Show Walter is going to manage the Mets to a World Series, right? All right. In other news, Jordan, oh, look at that. There's a truck named Axe in Monster Jam. Look at this on my screen right here. There's an Axe. Look at that. Okay. Okay. Now, here's what I'll say. I know absolutely nothing about Monster Jam, 
but it's a two-part question for you. A, is Monster Jam something that we are capable of betting on? And B, <laughs> do you, and B, do you now have to bet on the axe truck? Well, listen, if the answer is yes, how could I not? Right. Right? Wow. It's like when I go to the racetrack and I see any horse with the name Golden in the name, automatic bet. What is, look at this one. How do you say that? Bakugan Dragonoid. Bakugan Dragonoid. Now, do we know if all these trucks are coming to Syracuse? We got to know the ones that are coming here. Because if Gravedigger is not coming here, then, I mean, just shut it down. Right. Come on. Why even bother? But I'm looking at it right on the screen. Jordan just looked it up for me. There is a truck named Axe. There was a horse named Axe Man. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just, we're, we're taking over. That was a pretty good horse. Now, think of this transition we're about to make here. We're about to go from Monster Jam to... Hello, friends. The Master starts tomorrow, in case you haven't heard. Eldrick Tiger Woods is back. So, let, let's just get the Tiger bets out of the way. Uh, point of controversy during the break as well. is Not Tiger making the cut. As our friend Ryan Burr told us yesterday, for golfers like Tiger, it's actually easy to make the cut based on, you know, you got all the... Easy is a strong word. Okay, it's a strong word. It's manageable to make the cut because you got, like, the Freddie Couples of the world and anybody that's won the Masters can play it. And, you know, those guys ain't making the cut. So it simplifies the process for people like Tiger to make the cut. I believe the number of players in the field this year is 91. Okay. 60-something guys. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty confident he makes the cut. Pretty confident. So tell the people where we're going on that. We put four units on Tiger to make four the cut at plus units. 110. At plus 110. I love it. You're giving me plus money for the greatest golfer to ever live, the most dominant athlete of my lifetime to make the cut. I don't need to think about anything. I know it's been a tough year. I understand that. Tiger Woods, he's making the cut. Okay. And see, that's the thing. Tiger at 70 to 1, 60 to 1, 50 to 1. Somebody put a $7,500 bet on Tiger to win at 60 to 1. That would win a lot of money. That would win you a lot of money. You're just not going to get odds on Tiger like that. So I would advise you, if you are betting, just put something on Tiger. Why not? You don't want to be the one that didn't do it. Now, Tiger not to make the cut. That's no fun. That's not, see, that's it. That's not fun. That may be true, but that that might not come through. Now, do you have Bryson DeChambeau not making the cut? I do have Bryson DeChambeau okay. not making the cut. What are we putting on that? Two units. Two plus, units plus on Plus 140. That. He's plus 140 not to make the not cut. Not to make the which, cut. Which, remember, crazy. Bryson, he's hurt. He said he's at 80%. Now, I don't even think he's at 80%. I think that might be I think he's just saying this. that. But I heard an interesting theory about this. That actually might help Bryson DeChambeau because he's such a big hitter that if he lays back and has to lay back a little bit, that could actually help him at a course like Augusta. But you got to putt. And he right. is just, his putter has been terrible. But it's also that Augusta's a second shot golf course. And right. that just doesn't quite fit him perfectly. So you got that one. Okay. Let me throw a few more out there and then you can tell me some more of the picks that you have. John Rahm top 10 finishes at plus 115. It's like you're looking at my list right there. There you go. See, I mean, Rahm has been right there. He's been so close. He's been one of the most consistent top 10 finishers at Augusta. And remember last year, he 
came in late because his wife had just had a baby and Mm -hmm. that kind of threw things off a little bit. But that seems to me as I feel good about that one. Speaking of John Rahm's child, Keppa, John Rahm is one in one major where Keppa Rahm has been in attendance. John Rahm has one win. There you go. See, every little bit helps. There are the advanced numbers. Justin Thomas, top 10 finish, plus 150. That feels good to me, too. Yeah. Are you on? You got any units on that one? On Scotty? Yeah. You got some units I, on I that I do one? have Scotty. I have Scotty and Ron both for one unit. I said Justin Thomas. Oh, you said Justin yeah. Thomas. Excuse yeah. me. I missed that. I didn't go with Justin Thomas. I, I just think there's a little too much hype around him this week. I agree. And that's something that's a little bit That scares me. me. I think everyone's putting so much stock in the fact that he's playing these practice rounds with Tiger Woods with Freddie Couples and obviously learning a lot about the golf course, which is going to help him. But he hasn't been playing that well recently. I don't. I just think it's a little. So who too are much you, who are you going with? Well, so top ten, top five, or to win? Because I talking? said Justin Thomas. You were, were you talking I, about? I, I thought you said Scotty Scheffler. Oh, Scotty Scheffler. I heard, I heard okay. plus one fifty for top ten. Scotty Scheffler is also plus one. See, I agree seven. with what our friend Ryan Burr told us yesterday about Scheffler. Now there there is such a thing as momentum in golf. I think it matters and it carries over but i think ryan made some good points about scheffler in that course I, I first timer i just I, i'm staying away i, I staying understand away it but i mean he's just been an absolute machine i don't have the numbers in front of me i think he's been top 10 in like six of his last seven events or something crazy like that obviously one three of them after the phoenix open i was thinking all right this guy might be my pick for the masters he's playing pretty darn well right now he obviously has two wins since then and is now number one golfer in the world so i'm a little bit hesitant to Kind of, like I said with JT, get in on all the hype. If I took it back in like February, I'd be very excited about having Scotty. It probably would have been like 35 to 1 back then, but I missed out on it. I'm still going to have him top 10, but there's just a little too much hype around him to win. I don't think that's Okay. Right. Let me just remind some people out there where we're at in terms of some odds. Rom is 10 to 1. JT is 12 to 1. Uh, they're the listed favorites according to most sports books. Dustin Johnson, 16 to 1. Brooks Kepka eighteen to one. That's the guy who that puts on feels, the jacket. That feels that feel. That's your guy. That's the guy who puts on the. He jacket puts on Sunday the jacket. Night. Getting that eighteen to one is pretty nice. Absolutely, and I think the thing with Brooks, which has been an issue for him really the last two years, since pretty much COVID hit, he's been dealing with this. He's just had so many injuries between the knee, back stuff. Uh, I just think he's finally healthy, coming into Augusta for the first time in a while. Tiger Woods was the best at this in terms of peaking your game four times a year for, for the, the majors. Ma- for the majors. And Brooks right. Kepka yep. is by far the best at that since Tiger Woods. And I think now that he's finally healthy, he's going to put himself in that position to get his first green jacket. Cam Smith's 18-1. to Scheffler's 18-1 to as well. I think those are all great picks. I'm feeling Kepka as well to win. Let me give you a, a what I guess I would consider a dark horse pick, but it's picking up. And I felt a lot better about it because Sir Nick Faldo, was talking about it today. Sam Burns top ten is okay. a plus three fifty. Another one who I believe is a first time starter though. True, but Faldo's been hyping him and likes him and thinks he can. Great player, really great young player. Top ten's a lot. Uh huh. Top ten's a lot for a great player. That's a but. There's always some, and it's typically a young guy. There's some random top ten finish, and you're like, where in the world did that come from? And at plus 350, why That's not good take a value flyer? That's great value. Absolutely. Great value for Sam. I would say I wonder what a top 20 is for Burns. It's probably, if it's 350 for top 10, it's probably going to be somewhere around 150, 175. That's probably where I would go. But 
I definitely think you could have a good week. Okay, anything we missed that you got? The other name that we missed finished second last year. I was thinking about picking him to win, but he still hasn't got that first win, so I can't say it's going to come in Augusta yet. I like Will Zalatoris, though. I just think he's one of those guys kind of like Jordan Spieth who just picked up this course really quickly. And like I said earlier, Augusta's a second-shot golf course. He's got the best, some of the best iron play on tour, and I think – I think he found the confidence with the putter at the match play two weeks ago, and if he did, he's if he found that confidence with the putter, he's going to win. I don't know if he's all the way there yet, but he's on his way. There you go. The pick's lined up for you. Now, I also... Let's see if I can actually log into it lower. Yapping about it here. That's just the best music. It's... I mean, I want to take a nap right now. Uh-huh. And I, I, I want to fall asleep to this every night. Exactly. And I mean that in the best possible way. Like pe- some people use, like the Calm app, or you know how you get those sound machines. My daughter actually sleeps with a sound machine. It's just like white noise. Yeah. This would this would be me. This just all the worries in the world are lifted. Everything it just melts away. Hello, friends. So I'm gonna have to find it, and we can talk about it with our Q Sports Talk friends. I actually got in on there's a master's fantasy thing you can do right and it's kind of cool how they do it you have to pick a former champion a u.s player an international player an amateur and then you have to log in how many birdies you think the, there will be in the masters this year that's like the like tiebreaker all 91 the entire that's tournament ridiculous. Yeah. take a guess how many birdies were there in the masters last year the entire four-day run how many birdies on the whole four days? How many birdies in the whole four days of the, of the Masters? 487. 944. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of numbers we're talking about. Wow. That was last year? That was last year's Masters. Okay. We'll break. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to bring Bryce in. Let Bryce do the blind side. Get ready for that, kids. You want to talk about what happen? Typically in the blind side, who knows what could happen. That times two, because we're going to let the intern come in here and do the thing. Before we do that, though, got to get my voice ready again, okay? Caller, let's go. We're going to make you work for it. Caller number 10. You're going to make me pick up nine phone calls before I have to fill out that prize sheet for someone? People love Monster Jam. Right, I have other things I need to do. Do you want me to call the ambulance that you got to answer the phone (laughs) 10 times? 437-7644. 437-7644. Caller 10. Here we go. Ready? These are confirmed trucks. Confirmed truck names? Scheduled okay. to be here. Grave Digger. Max D. Monster Mutt. Great Clips Mohawk Warrior. Soldier Fortune. Megalodon. El Toro Loco. Avenger. And? Avenger's a good one. Our favorite. Axe. Axe. How about that? There's a truck named Axe in Monster Jam, which you're going to be going to. A pair of tickets for caller 10 right now, 437-7644, April 16th at the Carrier Dome. Monster Jam. Blindside's next.